Welcome to worship at Edmonds United Methodist Church. No matter where you are on life's journey, no matter what you believe or doubt, no matter how much or how little you have, no matter your race, gender, or immigration status, and no matter whom you love, you are beloved belong and are welcome. We say these words every Sunday to remind ourselves that even though the world sometimes places limits on belovedness or worth, God God doesn't. doesn't. So friends, welcome. And my name is Pastor Anne, and we serve as the two co-pastors of this church. Uh, Happy Mother's Day to our mothering friends, mothering spirits, mothering humans, mother-like humans. Uh, We (laughs) celebrate you and all of your composition and belovedness in person here with us and those of our friends joining online. Friends, would you turn around and greet our friends online at the back camera? Hello. We're with you. Um, Today it's our joy to celebrate Mother's Day through our service, and we also know that Mother's Day can be a really complicated day, uh, loaded with many different layers of meaning for many of us. And so know that in the bulletin, towards the end of the bulletin, there's a Mother's Day prayer um, that I've adapted that addresses all the different diversities of motherhood and mothering that we embody in our diversity of community. And so we hope that that will feed you this day and nourish you on your path. We invite you uh, to connect with us through our Connect card. We found out at the first service that our virtual Connect card, the QR code is down. And so you can let us know that you're here and offer your uh, prayer concerns through the physical card in the pews. And about halfway through the service during the offertory, we'll invite you to put that Connect card in the offering plate. And if you have a specific prayer request, do share that with us. Friends, will you rise in body or spirit for our call to worship? Today we come to worship a mothering God. We We praise you, God, for your relentless nurturing care. As a community, we celebrate our mothers, grandmothers, aunties, and all the women who have loved us. Thank you, God, for these beloveds. We remember with deep gratitude all the ways they demonstrated their love for us. Sometimes we did not understand them, Yet Yet you, God, know and understand us all. We take time to remember our mothers because a mother's love is most like God's love. For For their their tears, tears, for their their hugs, for their their wisdom, for their their unfailing trust in our abilities, we give thanks today. And now, my friends, as we always do when we gather together here on the ancestral lands of the Coast Salish peoples, as we begin our worship, we want to be reconciling our hearts to God and one another through the passing of the peace. Yeah, if you're here in the room, you can choose to offer signs of peace with a handshake or a hug or a fist bump, whatever you and your partner feel most comfortable with. If you're worshiping online, we hope you have someone there that you can share the peace with or take out your cell phone and send a text to let someone else know you're thinking of them and offering them peace. The peace of Christ be with you all. And also with you. 
Oh yeah, I gotta, do, I gotta do the, I gotta do the thing. What is, what is this thing? seated. I invite any young folks who are with us this morning to come join me for a moment up front. Why, good morning. It's so good to have you guys here today. 
You enjoying this sunshine? Yeah. Today is Mothering Sunday. Yeah, we're going to see the flowers. There's these flower fields you keep telling me about. We're excited. So many special things we can do today to share our love, right? Well, can I share something with you guys? <clears throat> when I was young, my mom had this giant purse that she carried with her everywhere. And any time I needed something, it seemed like she always had it. Let's see what we can find in here. Oh, water, right? We always forget to have water. We need that, right? So important. What else might we find in here? You know, I have little ones. Sometimes we need extra shoes, right? Or clothes, yeah. What might, what might you need? You need a phone? I don't think so yet. Oh, you know what? You need to brush your hair quick? I got it, it's okay, we're okay. Right, she had everything in her purse with her all the time. I always thought that was so cool. You know, sometimes in church we talk about God like a father, but you know, if we think about it, God's also kind of like a mother, right? God made this amazing earth for us with everything we need. Like my mom's purse, right? Yeah. But we have to share it, right? If we look around at all these people, and there's so many more people out there in the world, right? God gave us everything we need, but we got to share it with each other, right? Yeah. Did you know that the women who started Mother's Day, do you know what they wanted? What do you think? You heard this sermon already. <laughs> Did they want chocolates? No. No. Did they want brunch? No. no. They wanted peace. You're right. They wanted peace. They were trying to get everyone to come together and stop having wars and stop hurting each other and to come together to make peace. If God gives us everything we need and we can share it, can we help make peace? Yeah, God gives us love and then it's our job to share it, just like our moms taught us or whoever in our lives is nurturing like a mom. Yeah, some of us have multiple moms. Well, we can spread some love to those that we know today here in the church and out when we go home. Can we pray about sharing that love? Dear God, we thank you for these young folks, for those online joining us, and for all of our families here today. God, our families help teach us your love. Help us, God, to be willing to share, to make sure everyone has enough, so we can help you build your peace. We pray this in your holy name. Amen. All right. We've got some folks in the back who are going to help us keep learning about love. Let's go.
Before we dive into our scripture, I wanted to share a few things with you about this passage from the Gospel of John. 
In line with our other Gospels, the authorship of this Gospel is anonymous. And the traditional title, the Gospel of John, scholars began to see on manuscripts around the second century. Unlike the story-heavy synoptic Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, this Gospel is much more in a Gnostic vein, with a very different voice of theological interpretation for its audiences. Today's passage comes from the centerpiece of this Gospel's teaching called the Farewell Discourse, and it is a moment of comfort and hope as Jesus gives his new commandment of love to these, his closest disciples, after their observation of the Passover meal in the upper room, right before his trial, his crucifixion, and ultimate resurrection. Let us consider today how this gospel author is speaking to their own community, the Johannine community, Scholars place this writing as the last gospel to be written as late as maybe 100 CE. At that time, the divisions in the Jewish community had come to a head, especially after the destruction of the temple in 70 CE, and many who were labeled as heretics had been expelled from the community. The author of John has a strong Christological message to share here, that God is revealed through the teachings of Jesus and loving actions of Jesus. As this farewell discourse continues in the passage we're about to hear, may we join with countless disciples before us as we place our hopes, our fears, our doubts, and our faith in the ways of Jesus. Let us hear these words from the Holy Gospel. Good morning, church. My name, is, <laughs> my name is Kathy Mathis. It's wonderful to see you all here today. Please rise in body or spirit for the reading of the scripture. The scripture lesson today is a reading from the gospel according to John, chapter 14, verses 15 through 21 in the inclusive Bible version. I love that this is inclusive. Okay. If you love me and obey the command I give you, I will ask the one who sent me to give you another paraclete, another helper to be with you always, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot accept since the world neither sees her nor recognizes her. But you can recognize the spirit because she remains with you and will be within you. A little while now, and the world will see me no more, but you'll see me, because I live, and you will live as well. On that day, you'll know that I am in God, you are in me, and I am in you. Those who obey the commandments are the ones who love me, and those who love me will be loved by Abba, God. I too will love them and will reveal myself to them. 
for the word of God in scripture, for the word of God among us, for the word of God within us. Thanks be to God. Please join in the singing of the hymn of preparation. Please be seated. You will notice that I am not Pastor Ann. We switched preaching Sundays from last week and this week. And I invite you to pray with me. Oh God of mystery, be with us all as we journey together this morning. Bless these words that they may stir in our hearts and minds your transforming and abiding love. Amen. Good morning, siblings in Christ. It is a joy to be among you, especially here to share these words. For those of you who don't see me very often or who might be new, my name is Deacon Aaron. As my family has begun settling into our new home in Seattle, I have so enjoyed the flexibility and the balance of time here with you and time at home with them. I don't really miss the fairy all that much. It seems that we're always chasing that balance as a young family of time at work and time at home. Some of you know that my husband, Sean, and I have six children who call us mom and dad. They are 20, 15, 12, 11 for one more week, 
three, and one. The four youngest are at home with us. But as foster parents, we experience a wide variety of joys and challenges as we walk with those who have found themselves as a part of our family. While we warmly embrace all those who come into our home, we know all too well that family is complex and all too often bittersweet. On this special day, honoring those among us who have answered the call to mothering, we celebrate that families come in all shapes and sizes, that families don't have to match, and that families don't have to share DNA. But what binds our families together is love. May you be blessed today to share love with those that have mothered you or those who have called you any version of mama. Throughout the Gospel of John, we hear Jesus use a very familial language for his relationship with God. The reference to God as Father may be very natural to you, or it could be very difficult for you or any of the gray space that is in the middle. The New Interpreter's Bible offers a helpful insight here. The use of father language for God is a painful issue for many in the contemporary church because of the burden of the patriarchy it frequently carries. Many women rightly note that an exclusive use of the father language for God both flattens the richness of biblical images for God and sends disturbing messages about systems of power and authority, which is why we chose to read the passage today from the inclusive Bible to offer something different. There are two big ideas in this passage we just heard. First, the connection of love and action. And second, the lasting and living relationships between all three persons of the Trinity and us, the followers of Jesus. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. If is a powerful connecting word for me in my own mothering. It can open up a world of possibilities. If we finish this homework, we can go to the park. If your clothes are dirty, they belong in the hamper. If you're upset, we can talk about it, but we will use our words, not our hands. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Yes. Love is taught, especially because love is impractical. Love takes patience, respect, self-control, understanding. Love also has boundaries. When we're young, love can look like an adult helping a child 
who's overwhelmed, by connecting with them on their level, by giving them words for the anger that they might be feeling, while also keeping them from hitting anyone else. You know, this graceful approach to teaching children is unfortunately not the obedience to God's way of love that all Christian parents have been taught to use with their children. Yet we know that our actions speak louder than our words. If we love, we will follow the commandments of Jesus and love our God with all our heart, our soul, our mind, and love all others as we love ourselves. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. It seems such an obvious connection. When our love is healthy, holy, consensual, respectful, as Jesus has modeled for his closest followers, it almost feels like this doesn't need to be said. Yet, assurances are so helpful for us humans, are they not? We worry, we doubt. In this farewell discourse, Jesus is preparing his friends for the hardest journey coming, loss. And when we're hurting, we are not our best loving selves and our actions often become fear-based, divisive, judgmental, harmful. The Johannine community that was hearing these words of comfort is a very unique community. They had separated from the Jewish synagogue and likely not by choice. Biblical scholars note that they were no doubt experiencing a loss of community, uh, likely loneliness, and a search for their own new identity in the decades since Jesus's resurrection. Their collective heart and faith kept them together as a community and a budding new expression of faith responding to the Roman Empire. You know, many times we as contemporary Christians fall into this trap of pulling out one verse like this without taking the time to note where that holy verse comes from. And we use it to prove something we already thought we knew and wanted to show someone else. The six verses from today's passage are part of this larger discourse. I'd encourage you, read it all. Study it when you have the time. Let our actions of diving deeper into these texts help our personal faith bring us closer in relationship to our God. For it is in that intentional, loving relationship with God that gives us the grounding that we need to avoid those fears, that judgment, and the divisions we can draw. Our fears of others who are different than we are bring us often to justify reducing others' humanity. You know, the history of Mother's Day actually addresses that very issue. The founders of Mother's Day, they were crusaders. They were rallying around the universal power of mothers to make the world a better place 
their passion, their overriding sense of call was to the cause of peace. In 1914, President Woodrow Wilson officially recognized the efforts of leaders like Anna Jarvis, who had written this proclamation years before, in 1870. It's more than 40 years with some goals of Mother's Day. I encourage you to hear these words. Arise, all women who have hearts, whether your baptism be that of water or of tears. Say firmly, we will not have great questions decided by irreverent, irrelevant agencies. Our husbands shall not come to us reeking with carnage for caresses and applause. Our sons shall not be taken from us to unlearn all that we have been able to teach them of charity, mercy, and patience. We women of one country will be too tender of those of another country to allow our sons to be trained to injure theirs. From the bosom of the devastated earth, a voice goes up with our own. It says, disarm, disarm. The sword is not the balance of justice. Blood does not wipe out dishonor, nor violence indicate possession. As men have often forsaken the plow and the anvil at the summons of war, let women now leave all that may be left of the home for a great and earnest day of counsel. Let them meet first as women to bewail and to commemorate the dead. Let them solemnly take counsel with each other as to the means where the great human family can live in peace, each learning after his own time the sacred impress, not of Caesar, but of God. In the name of womanhood and of humanity, I earnestly ask that all a general congress of women without limit of nationality may be appointed and held at some place deemed most convenient and the earliest period consistent with its objects to promote the alliance of the different nationalities, the amicable settlement of international questions, and the great and general interests of peace. Wow. When is that happening? Can we do it today at brunch? We need it. We need this. You know, these powerful voices of advocacy acted out of their love, a love for their own beloveds and an extended love for the beloved community, love that followed the commandments of Jesus. Which brings us to the second big idea of the day, the lasting and living relationship with all three persons of the Trinity and us, the followers of Jesus. Jesus told his disciples that night, I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you will also live. And on that day, you will know that I am in God, and you are in me, and I am in you. This second dimension of our relationship with Jesus emphasizes the abiding and indwelling nature of relationships. Jesus is going to be with God 
and send the Holy Spirit to be with us. Yet the good news of the gospel here is that we are not left alone. Even though we do not see Jesus, because he lives, we will also live. And what do we do with that life? We love, as we were taught to love. You know, different versions of this passage in different Bibles use different names for the Holy Spirit. Here's a few. Companion, advocate, friend, helper, paraclete, that's a fun one, comforter. The Spirit meets us as we are, and as in loving relationships, she guides us as we need. In this way, we live fully into who God created us to be, the beloved community. The mothering done through this beloved community here is done in concert with the Holy Spirit. And as we praise God today in this beautiful sanctuary, with our prayers, with our presence, with our gifts, and with our witness, we can reflect on the ways that we are both like and not like that Johannine community. We too often know suffering, know loneliness, confusion, doubt. We too love Jesus, and we find ourselves committed to living out God's values of inclusive love and welcome. We too face many questions as to how to live God's ways faithfully, including our own pain of a separating denomination whom we used to worship together. Yes, friends, I know you know trials, darkness, judgments, and walls that are built between us. And you also know connection, relationship, nurturing, and fruitful life. Let us today turn towards God and turn towards one another in the ups and the downs of our personal and our communal life. Let us embrace impractical love and be open to the love that others show us. For this abiding presence of God in our midst is not a transactional love. It is an unconditional and constant love. It is not a prescribed hierarchy of Father, Son, Holy Spirit, humans. This love is a life that we are drawn into like a dance. We find ourselves transformed in the movements of sacred living. And as we continue through this season of Easter, I encourage each of you to take hope in this text and the fullness of life that's made available to us through a living God. May we leave our fears and our pain at the altar today. And may we leave with the peace of Christ to go out and to share that love that we were created for. Amen.
Let us pray. Loving God, you give us life, reminding us in every birth and renewed spirit that love binds us together. Mother's Day is a beautiful gift of remembrance for some and for others, yet another reminder of pain, hurt, grief, or loss. So today we hold all the complex feelings and memories of love and loss. Mothering God, on this day we give thanks for all mothers who raised us, for mothering spirits who guided us, for mothering figures who mentored us, and mother-like people who stepped in between the gap when we lost our mothering figures to nurture, protect, and love us. With gratitude, we pray for all our mothers and mothering spirits today. May you bless them with health and joy. And for all our mothers and mothering spirits who have passed on, may their memories continue to bless and sustain us. Restoring and healing God in particular today, we pray for the different forms of grief and loss that this day brings up. May your love be a reminder that a strained or complicated or difficult relationship does not determine our belovedness. May your love be a reminder that our body's ability to produce children does not determine our belovedness. And may your love continually be a reminder that belovedness is where we begin. Eternal God, on days like today, it is so easy for us to become individualistic because for many, we so deeply love and cherish our specific mothering figures. However, in our celebration of Mother's Day, may our Christian faith practice be present. May we remember and know that each of us is meant to be mothers of God, for God is always needing to be born. Love is always needing to be born. Justice is always needing to be born. Peace 
is always needing to be born. God of justice who taught us through Jesus the various forms of civil disobedience, today we pray for our siblings across the country who feel anger, anguish, fear, and frustration at the consequences of court rulings and legislation. We pray for those who are protesting and practicing civil disobedience. We pray for mothers and mothering spirits who are mourning losses across this country. May your justice be known by those in the streets demanding accountability, and may freedom and bodily autonomy be known by all. Merciful God, we pray for all the people who are suffering in our world. May our systems shift to prioritize people over profits. May the corrupt leave or be brought down. May the kind and compassionate tend to the vulnerable. And may our systems be adequately supported to provide life-transforming care. Comfort those who are mourning. Strengthen those who are weary. Transform the wicked. And grant wisdom to those who are caring. God, for this beloved community, we give you thanks. Thank you for the many ways we get to experience your love through one another. For our beloved congregants who are experiencing physical or mental illness, chronic pain or illness, heartbreak or relationship distress or other reminders of our mortality, we ask for your continued healing and comfort. May the healthcare professionals tending to our beloveds have wisdom and compassion as they treat and help us to be kind to ourselves even as we navigate life's challenges. As we continue into this day, loving God, may our practice of birthing and mothering love be ever present. For all these prayers and all the prayers that are left unspoken but on our hearts, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The Lord's Prayer originally was taught in the language Aramaic, and traditionally our Lord's Prayer begins with our Father, uh, and the translation of the word is Abba. But the original actual Aramaic transliteration is from the word Abawum, which the beginning part of Abba means father, and Wun means womb. And so the word itself captures a masculine and feminine energy of God. And so today we'll be using the New Zealand translation of the Lord's Prayer, and we invite you into an expansive use of God's language describing an eternal spirit. Let us pray. Eternal spirit, earth maker, pain bearer, life giver, source of all that is and that shall be, father and mother of us all, loving God in whom is heaven. The hallowing of your name echo through the universe. The way of your justice be followed by the peoples of the world. Your heavenly will be done by all created beings. Your commonwealth of peace and freedom sustain our hope and come on earth. With the bread we need for today, feed us. In the hurts we absorb from one another, forgive us. In times of temptation and test, strengthen us. From trials too great to endure, 
spare us from the grip of all that is evil. Free us, for you reign in the glory of the power that is love, now and forever. Amen. I invite you now to put your love into action as we receive this morning's offering. The ushers will come forward to wait upon the congregation here. If you're watching online and would like to participate in all the work of this church in sharing love and transforming the world, you are invited to do so by going online to edmundsumc.org give or by sending a check here to the church office. Let us give with glad and generous hearts. Set my feet on the ground, my hand to the plow, I'm sowing the seed. Let my heart learn to trust, not be in the rush, you know what I need. When I work, you will work with me. When I rise, you will rise before me. If you care for the sparrow, you care If you care for the sparrow, 
Gracious God, we give these gifts out of the abundance of the gifts you have first given to us. We are so very grateful, not only for these gifts, but for the invitation to join you in the work of love. Bless these gifts and bless us as we continue that work throughout your world. In Christ's name we pray, amen. You may be seated, friends. We have a few announcements for you today. First is that we have a worship schedule change starting next Sunday, which is May 21st. We'll be going to one morning service at 10 a.m., so 10.30 folks, you'll have to come a half hour earlier, and our nine o'clock folks will come a half hour later. Uh, but we, next Sunday, have special guests who will be joining us, Mending Wings, which is uh, the youth organization, a youth group from the Yakima Nation who will be coming and leading us in worship. Um, and the reason we're making a shift to next Sunday is their service goes an hour and 20 minutes long. And we didn't want to cut them short because they'll be offering special dances, uh, perhaps even getting us to do some dancing. Yes. Uh, that's your warning, that's your warning. Maybe practice some moves, they'll teach us all the moves. And uh, they'll have some drummers here who'll be leading us in a drum circle. And so we do invite you to come prepared for that rich cultural experience that we'll have and uh, to learn about our history and our connectedness with the Yakima Nation. In particular, tomorrow, in anticipation of next Sunday, uh, we will have an orientation, a cultural orientation of sorts, at 5 p.m. via Zoom. Uh, the link for that Zoom uh, conversation was sent through our e-news. If you need it, email the office at office at edmundsumc.org. Um, and in addition to that, if you cannot make tomorrow's Zoom meeting at five, we'll be recording it and sending out the recording through this coming week's e-news on Friday. So you could watch the recording of that Zoom conversation. We're hoping that we can have a very short, maybe like 40 minute, 45 minute conversation tomorrow about some cultural expectations of things that we can not say, things we can say, uh, and ways that we can be in communities so that we're being very respectful of our visitors. Um, our youth went through some of this cultural orientation last summer prior to um, our mission trip at the invitation of the Yakima Nation uh, to lead in some decolonized mission work. And so, um, we're really excited that our whole congregation can participate in some of that conversation. So tomorrow, 5 p.m. on Zoom. Our next announcement is about the library. Yes, the library. There's a digital wish list um, that has been completed. Mm -hmm. And if you would like to help restock the library with some really excellent titles, 
check out the uh, digital uh, wish list, or you can go down to the Edmonds Bookstore if you'd rather see it in printed form. We are partnering with them to purchase the books that will be brought back to our library. So many of you have already purchased books. Uh, we're hoping to complete this project before Angela Malloy's last Sunday with us as, her, as our seminary intern, which happens to be May 28th, Pentecost Sunday. And so if you need a gentle nudge towards a deadline, uh, that's it. Um, and so we do hope that you'll complete that. Uh, finally, we have Family Camp uh, that is on June 16 to 18 at Camp Indianola, and registrations open at edmundsumc.org. This is for any and all composition of family. You can be a person like me who's just one person, and it's considered family, and so you can go, but if you also have grandkids or nieces or nephews or you're just someone who likes to be around families, welcome, welcome. Um, it's $75 a person, which includes lodging and food and programming, and if for any reason cost is is prohibitive, we have scholarships available, and we would love to make sure that everyone is able to go. Um, and Camp Indianola, which is just across the ferry uh, to Kingston, and then like a 15-minute car ride from there. So it's not too far from here. And finally, um, next Sunday from 2 until 3.30, I promise I will remember this time, and, uh, and Anne may or may not join us as well for a new member orientation. If you're new to this community or just would like to learn a little bit more about who we are and how we structure ourselves, how we do our work, I invite you to join us. If you need childcare, we can make that available just let me know and we'll make sure that we have someone to watch your little ones. Perfect, and with that friends, we invite you to rise in body or spirit for our closing hymn.
the Spirit only Son, we would praise your name forever, one in three and three in one. We would share your life, your passion, share your word of world made new, ever singing, ever praising, one with Beloveds, may you this day go out and be embraced by the mothering spirit of God to give you strength this week, to join your love in actions, and to stay in love with God. May the peace of Christ go with you to bless you and send you out to share that love. Amen. Thank mm -hmm. you.